It is fitting that we have moved into the happy hour with some of the content matter that we'll cover in the next hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello has left the building for a little bit. He'll be back in like 15 minutes. Yes. Um, Scraby, we need to talk. About what? How you punched Judy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... I honestly thought it was punching Judy. I really did. I don't know why, but no one's ever broke it down for me that it's punch and Judy. When he said, first of all, he was saying it like everybody else said it. So I assumed he knew it was punch and Judy. But when he started like asking questions about how did it become punching Judy? It's not punching Judy. It's, it's punch and Judy. But, uh, I found that to be hilarious it's, that you thought it, you've been saying punching Judy this whole time. Yeah, punching Judy like my entire life. Uh, Ed McKee twenty three <laughs> on the chat says I might use punching Judy as my fantasy team name, which that's, is a good fantasy that's a team. Great name. fantasy. I think I just name. I think I just found my fantasy uh, baseball team to, name. We're gonna have to call. Okay, I'm about to say if you're trying to bring it to the to the Odyssey football fantasy league, we might have to coin flip for. Punching Judy. Uh, Adam says, punching, punch and Judy hitter, one who doesn't possess power. It's also used in boxing. And then Diesel says, Judy just running around punching fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, as I said, as I said last segment, uh, my dad referred to himself as a punch and Judy. So that's an go. insult that he, that he, he was insulting he, he, himself. Well, no, he was taking what was supposed to be an insult. And now with the HOF letters mm, behind yes. it, maybe it's not a. a he stood a joke up anymore. for punch and Judy players everywhere. <laughs> there you go. He, that was he hard. didn't stand up for punching Judy. No, but he definitely stood up for punch and Judy hitters. I'm uh, like, uh, we're in an era where we can't <laughs> say anything about anything, but we could still use punching Judy. That is uh, that was hilarious. Um, White Sox, one of the teams uh, that had been kind of rumored to. Uh, be looking to move some of their better players, uh, you know, may or may not do it. Um, their GM, Chris Getz, is in charge of this ball club. Now, you know, Chris, He's new, right? He's new. He, he went out and hired my guy, uh, Josh Barfield, from the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, spot, brought him over as assistant GM. So they're they're trying to reconstruct his team. But Dylan Cease is a name that there's. I, I would expect there are going to be a lot of teams – that are, are going to inquire about him. Now, the, the White Sox don't figure to be in the mix for a division. Are or, we sure? Because the last couple of years they've been picked to like win a bunch of games and they haven't. Well, I'm, but now they're losing all those guys, right? And true. Tim Anderson's a free agent. Dylan Cease, they're trying to move. Uh, you know, you start kind of going through. They still got some young guys on there. And you're right. They could they could shock the world. They could change change the narrative that has been behind was with this but two last place finishes in consecutive years? Yeah, it cost um Tommy not Tommy Lasorda. It cost um Tony LaRusso. Tony LaRusso his job. Yeah. Because there were so I saw bad. a picture of Tony uh recently. Man. Aged? Big time. I saw that too, yeah. Super gray. Yeah. Like all gray. Yeah, I don't know how that doesn't happen during your right? co- your managing career. Like a guy but... was really in the dugout dealing with all of that. And maybe he maybe he just gave up on coloring it, but oh, that could be it. Yeah, you know, I, when I, I I had never seen him like full hair gray, full facial hair gray. 
Yeah, that must have taken a lot of years off of his life that season in, in Chicago. Yeah, I'm sure it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Uh, and, and if you're if we're talking about Dylan Cease, he didn't have a good year last year. But I know that the White Sox are asking for three premier prospects, and I don't know that the Padres have three premier prospects they're willing to part with. I don't know that anybody's willing to part ways. Well, with that's just what they're asking prospects. for. Right. So yeah, it's always about negotiation. <laughs> uh, Yuki Matsui, who had his uh, introduction. introduction yesterday. Yeah. Um, said he's not expecting to be the closer. Um, doesn't mean he won't. Uh, the fact of the matter is, as he said, I haven't pitched a single pitch in the big leagues yet. Maybe it's not realistic to say I'll be pitching in the ninth as we start the season. But I'd like, but I'd like to just go in there when given the opportunity, get outs, sort of build a trust from the team and from my teammates. Hopefully I'm in one of those high leverage situations to pitch in game. So he's not coming in with the expectation to start or excuse me to, to close, but certainly isn't running away from that no. opportunity either, is he? I like that. I like that. And uh, he he said a lot of great things yesterday. If you want to hear most of it, you can go to at ninety seven three the fan SD on X. But he uh, he was talking about the Dodgers yesterday and about how all the talk is about the Dodgers, and he he warmed every Padres fan's heart when he said we're gonna take him down. Yeah, I'm sure I he love did. That. He also said I had an opportunity to be teammates. This is in regards to you, Darvish. Um, I had an opportunity to be teammates with him during the WBC last year, and obviously, needless to say, how good of a player he is. But my take on him is that he's a great person, too. Very respectable, both in baseball and as a human being. So just to get the chance to be close to him every day at the field and spend some time with him, I thought that's something very beautiful. So... Uh, he's going to have an opportunity uh, to pitch somewhere. And in, in, it may not be the ninth, could be the seventh, could be the eighth. Uh, but we talked about this at the beginning of the week. That's the one spot the Padres, feel I, I would assume, feel pretty good about, their bullpen. Yeah, yeah. And that was and, and that that's minus before, a Josh Hader, right? Yes, that's minus yes. a Josh Hader. That's minus uh, a Nick Martinez. Uh, they've, they feel like they've, they've addressed them in the knees, and it certainly seems like they have. Yeah, I, I think the the bullpen is the least of their worries right now. But are you concerned at all that these guys are coming over from uh, overseas and they're going to have to use a year to get into things? I mean, they don't really yeah, have we, that. We don't know that they're going to take a year. You know, I'm, I know it, that's is how pitching it, different from hitting. You think? I think it is a little bit. Um, we've seen um, we've seen many more pitchers come over and have some success. That's true. Versus the hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not as concerned about it, at least uh, uh, on Matsui's standpoint. You know, I, you feel, you feel, I think with the 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 Hassan Kim experience has, I think, kind of, I don't want to say curtailed, but it, it has brought down the expectation. I think from anybody coming in from the KBO, because Hassan has, as as we said, has improved every year mm-hmm. in a in a major way from year one to year two, big jump. From year two to year three, big jump. And so, you know, I think because he's a pitcher, and, and we're not talking about Matsui because obviously Matsui's from Japan, but for Go, mm-hmm. a guy coming over, he's closing. I, I don't know what to expect from him. Um, Interesting. But I don't know that it's going to take it necessarily take a year. Hitting is – I know pitchers don't want to hear this. <laughs> it's a lot harder than pitching. I would think so. The pitchers, the only the only way I say that is because the pitchers know what's coming. Like you pitchers don't... know what's coming, they're dictating the action. The, they're doing it all. They're the controlling offensive players literally reacting to what the pitcher does. Yeah, which is yeah incredible. And so you know, it, it, 
I don't know that it's going to take that long. But either way, uh, these are these are investments the Padres have made. So we'll certainly see. Uh, remember, Robert Suarez is still in that bullpen as well, looking for his first full healthy season. He needs to have one because they missed him a lot last year in the beginning part of the year. They're paying him quite substantially too. Yes, they are. That's why a lot of people think that he's going to be the closer, but they didn't necessarily say that he's the closer. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's because they want to see who who goes out and, and takes the closer job. That now who's going to be given? Who's it going to be given to? But who's going to go out and actually stake a claim to it? I hope it's I hope it's Mister Go. Just want, because you wanted to be the lefty. Yeah, I like the lefty. I also like his name, Go, and he he seemed he seemed really fun when he was. Uh, Those in are his great video. reasons to be for him to be your closer. You know, well, these, these are what, He also throws that pitch. Uh, gosh, what is it? It's a, it's a pitch that's never really thrown from the left side. Oh, he throws a lefty splitter. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure. Like that's going to be like a game changer. So I bought into a clickbait article. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying it won't be, but I I can't imagine that. The right-handed hitters out there are going to be like, oh, my God, this left-handed split is just... You know who I don't want to face? Go, go. with his lefty splitty. <laughs> you, may, you may be on something. I don't know that it's going to go down that way, though. What about <laughs> what about Hassan Kim being traded? We talked about... If you want to hear a full-length conversation, go back to our podcast in the 2 p.m. hour and listen to that. But, I mean, you heard Scott Miller say it earlier. You guys said it. He might be the best way... Like, Juan Soto was the best way to get players back. He might be another best way to get players back. But I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, I, it's good that we don't get paid to make these tough it, decisions. That's true. It's a very tough decision. I, I think, you know, watching him go, you know, really take off last year, like all the way around, was fun. Um, but I think Chris brought up a, a good point earlier. You, with him being a free agent next year, do you think the ceiling is higher than 17, 61, 17 homers, 61 RBIs, 38 bags, 260, 351 on base, 497, I believe it was. It OPS. sounds like is that's that the, max. the ceiling or yeah. is there more? And I think that is what the Padres will have to weigh moving forward. It's not going to be a. It's not going to be an easy decision for sure. Uh, chat real quick. I, Laura is asking: Is the ball the same in the other leagues as used in Major League Baseball? And I don't believe it is. I think the uh, the the Japanese ball might be tacky. I, I was just getting ready to say the only thing I know that's different in terms of the, the 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 ball they use in Japan is that it comes with tack. There's no need to add substances, sticky substances, or whatever to it because. It already comes like that. But these these guys also played in the World Baseball Classic, which was played with a Major League Baseball. So, I mean, it's I don't think it's going to be too much of a yeah. difference. The biggest the, the biggest difference is going to be the the frequency of the games. You know, mm. you're playing, you know, 162 every single, every day. single day, right? At, 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 I'm not sure that at least from the starter standpoint in, in Japan, they might pitch once a week. You know, it's not it's not it's not every fifth day like it is here in the state. So it's also it's like we talked about this with Hassan Kim, but it's a culture shock when you come over here and you're all of a sudden living in a new country with no friends. Now it, it'll help that he's got a countryman on the on the roster true. That, that has gone through it and kind of given guys. But I can only imagine. Like I always marveled at teammates I had, especially in the minor leagues that were coming over from you know Dominican or Venezuela. 
or Columbia, wherever it was, and like having to like not only play baseball, but also like learn a new way of life. It's got to like be all yeah. at the same time. It's got to be so strange just being in the stadium with all like some of the American customs and just kind of you, you feel I would feel like a fish out of water. There, there's a reason why, you know, there, there are a lot of guys that go back and play winter ball and are amazing ball players. They come over to the States. It's not an easy transition. It's, it, and it's, there's a bunch of really good players that that go through that all the time. And so, yeah, it's, it's certainly not easy. All right. Uh, let's get to break. We got coming up. It's the mm, happy hour. Yes. One of your favorite segments mm-hmm. sports court on it's the a good way. one more Gwen and Chris back at the happy back in the happy hour I should say 520 on the clock Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scravey we've got a sports court right now do you have a sports issue San Diego do you need a third party to make a decision the guys have put on their robes and picked up their gavels all rise here comes the judge Gwen I'm really loving all the submissions we're getting as of late, and uh, people are now thinking that we are life advice coaches, guys. So, oh, we're getting more. We're getting more like life questions. Yeah, today it's all about sports, but we are getting life questions. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be asking a question about divorce in our uh, in our sports court because <laughs> what it I would, seems uh, a little too serious. What I would for like us. to what I'd like to interject here is that uh, you know we had some very interesting sport court submissions last week. What I would like to know is how some of these things ended up getting resolved. Oh, I don't know if some yeah. of the people who wrote in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the yeah. fantasy football question last week. We That's had true. the guy who uh, I was really interested to see how this one turned out. The guy who, or the, the 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 young lady who wanted to be in uh, her boyfriend's fantasy. fantasy. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that was you a good what? one. I'm gonna go. And he said, right now. and he said, and he said no because what happens if we break up? And then she was like, what does that mean? And, you know, we really had trouble advising on that one. That was a tough tough one. one. I I think that would be kind of a fun addition to sports court is to get some resolutions down the road. Okay, I just messaged her. Hopefully she gets back to me. She never got back to me after uh, we did our sports court. Uh Oh, hope that doesn't mean something. (laughs) I know. Bad. All right, here we go. First one. And it's going to be from Jameson. I've heard you talk about rec softball before, and I have an issue with our rec league. I don't want to say what league I play in because this is going to sound like I'm complaining too much, but we are in this rec league, and it's just for fun. We aren't great, but we aren't terrible. We feel like we are are in the right skill level. However, one of the teams in the league picked up a ringer. They got a guy who played some minor league baseball to play on on their team. He's incredible. Homer's almost every at-bat. He's fast. He can cover two spots I in the outfield. I thought you can't do that. Our team thinks it's unfair. Chris, you're our resident softball guy. How should we handle this? Well, you got first thing you got to get in a league where you, uh, as Tony just jumped in there, you, you can't. there's leagues where you can't hit back-to-back home runs. So uh, if you hit a second home run, you're out. So that limits teams that have a bunch of ringers from coming up and hitting a home run every at-bat. Um, beyond that, just take your lumps. Go out and play ball. You know, I, 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 don't, I can't control what everybody's roster's like. I mean, you know, we play every Wednesday night, and uh, I think it's a terrific league, but sometimes we beat the snot out of teams, and sometimes the, the same thing happens to us. You know, some teams have better players. Some teams have play. It's almost impossible for a softball league 
to put together eight teams with 15 guys each and make all 180 players have the same ability. Yeah. So, you know what? Go out there and play. Have a good time. And if that guy is up and you're playing third base, move back. All right, uh, Tony. So you just hit a line drive down your throat. <laughs> How should they handle this whole thing with the ringer? I mean, is, are they the only team with a ring? I mean, I hear Didn't about say. ringers all the time. Like, I've seen them on Instagram. I've been and asked stuff. to participate in, in softball for, <laughs> for years. I'm just letting everybody know. Yes, we've been trying to get Tony you as our own ringer, it. but it's not happening. Not so, it. I mean, I, I, I don't know that you do anything. Well, A, I think Chris is right. You get into a league where having a ringer doesn't necessarily do much for you if you can't hit a homer every time. Yeah. Uh Outside of that, man, you know, your complaint, I'm a big proponent of once the rules are set for whatever year, no matter how unfair they may be, everybody signed up for those rules. So next year or before the next season, you can try to address those things and make an adjustment. But I don't think you can do much about the ringer. Yeah, get get in a league where they can put something in the bylaws where nobody who's an ex-pro ball player can be in the league. I mean, you're not going to find that. No, that's so, true. Just that's go true. play softball. I agree. Just go play softball. It's an easy one. All right. Let's. That was right. the warm-up, guys. That was the warm-up. Uh, this is from Albert. I can't believe I am to this point writing into Scraby about my marriage, but I need some advice. <laughs> my eight-year-old son is having a hard time at school, and it's mainly on the playground. A group of classmates, or punks if you ask me, have made it the big joke to make sure my son is picked last for sports every day. First, I know my son ain't a kid who's going to be picked last. Second, I am having a disagreement with my wife over this. It's hard to see him so upset after school, so I told my wife I was going to go talk to the teachers to see if they can help. My wife said, no way, that's going to get him bullied more. She told him to go out and prove that he is better than those kids in sports, and then he will be drafted higher. I think this is not going to work because these kids are punks. Chris? How would you handle it? Or no, Tony, how would you handle it? Mom must yes. have been... The first thing, I would do is pa- first thing I would do is pass the question to Tony, who's an actual father. <laughs> That's the first thing I would do. Uh, <laughs> sounds like mom is the athlete, was the athlete in the know, family. Yeah, she said no I, way. I, I kind of am in, in agreement with mom. Hmm. Uh, going to the teacher o- over being picked last, I don't know, helps son's case. Yeah. Um, I think it could lead to more of that. Um, and I don't know that being picked last is uh, is is a bad enough offense to go to the teacher. To go to the teacher. Especially if, as mom believes, and as dad I thought said, he's not a kid that should be picked last. So, ultimately, you go out, you play whatever said game, whether it's kickball or flag football, whatever it is, and you beat you, you you make those kids look bad. Eventually, I promise you, one of them will be like, "Ah, I'm not picking him last. I'm getting him on my yeah, team." Yeah, I want to win. I want to win. I think that's the best way to go. I think mom's mom's spot on. This that's one. good advice, Chris. Do you have anything to tag on to that? Tack on to that. I do, I do, and we're going to need a, a tiebreaker judge here because oh. I'm on I'm on dad's side wow. to a certain extent. Here's why. Uh, first of all, being picked last is not reason enough for the father to go in and talk to uh, the teacher or whoever it is who's uh, you know directing the playground activities. Pick, pick last is part of life. Somebody has to be. But bullying is another story, people. 
And it's a real major problem from what I understand on playgrounds throughout the country and maybe beyond. Uh, and I think if, you're, if you feel like your son is being bullied by these kids, then I think you need to talk to the people about that and try to get that curtailed. Because that, that can be really damaging. And I probably sound a little wimpy to some people out there, and I don't mean to. But from everything I hear, bullying is a serious problem. And I think it can be a problem in this kind of case. So if he's just getting picked last and it's bothering him, then tell him to play better. But if he's getting bullied, I think you need to try to step in. Yeah, I think so. that's – I'm glad he made that – Chris made that distinction. If if he's getting bullied, that's – to me, I'm not classifying being picked last as being bullied. No, no if, I'm not either, if, but it sounded like he's getting bullied beyond that. Okay, yeah, so, so if that's he's, what, that's what if I this is beyond me. being picked last, right? absolutely. But if, yeah, if because, that is just saying they keep picking my son last – he is being yeah. bullied. I don't know if I, I can get down with that. Right. Because, I mean, everybody's been through this, right? You go to a new school. You're the new kid. They pick teams. You're picked last. And it happened to me. It happened probably happened to everybody. To yeah. Sure. And then the first, I remember, I'll never even forget the very first, you know, after school flag football game I played in. They didn't cover me for the first, you know, hour of the game. Oh, that's and they wouldn't throw you. me the ball anyway. You know, and I kept saying, just throw me one. Just throw me one. Let me prove that I'll catch it and make a good play. And they wouldn't throw it to me. You know, but eventually they finally did, and I made a play, and then after that I was okay. So I I think everybody goes through this. Yeah, I was going to say, in my experience, the kid that is picked last in in most cases is probably the last pick of the group of kids in terms of skill. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I haven't ever experienced thinking back. It's been a long time since I've been a kid, but thinking back, I don't can't remember a time where someone was picked last and it wasn't like, oh, like why is he picking last? Like he should be picked. He's way better than last. Didn't Kids happen. are doing weird things these days. They are. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Um, I would it surprise you that I was picked last every once in a while? Not every is time. Is this a trick question? No, no. I was a. I'm a decent athlete. I'm not. I know a you've been trying athlete. to. You've been trying to prove that to us for the last five years. I'm not a terrible athlete, but I, I agree with the mom because when my mom was a teacher at the school, yeah, I can only imagine. So I wanted none of my mom having anything to do with it because that would be it. For Here's me. what I'll say: is as Chris kind of alluded to, we are in a different era of kid and how they go about things. Yeah. So. Definitely. It's like, it's crazy. You know what's weird? These kids being left off chat groups and it's like, it hurts them. So yeah, you know what's weird is that I find it, what I find weird is having kids, they don't really see like fights on campus like you and Mm. I did. But yet, there is a lot more of like the cyber bullying then there is actual like physical bullying. I I, I tend to notice. Uh yeah we, yeah I mean I I, I know I know when I went to Powell High I I know when I was at Powell there was a there was all there was gang of fights yeah that there happened in my four years there. oh yeah then we all run around and right like, everybody's like <laughs> right you know the whole deal they don't really have that now it's it's a lot more on the screen that that all that stuff has taken place I do know we have some younger listeners out here out there that listen on their uh, way home from school or practice and I'm telling you right now if you were left off a text group 
don't worry about it because in 20 years you're going to be praying to be left off text yeah, groups because they are the worst. <laughs> these uh, these kids now are uh, a lot more worried about FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. I understand that. Yeah. I do. Do you? I do. I have a FOMO sometimes. Or I have FOMO sometimes. And then I realize that what I would I would have to go there and do <laughs> you realize something. the work that and you'd I'm have like, to do. Okay, I'm not missing out. All right, last one. This is from Diego and Diego. I recently got a new neighbor in my apartment. Uh, I re- let me start that over. I recently got a new neighbor in my apartment building, and normally this would be no problem. However, this neighbor is a massive Dodgers fan. I I am a Padres oh, fan, so you can see one. how I might be annoyed. He moved in just two months ago, and ever since they signed anyone and everyone, he always greets me the same way, <laughs> and I am done with it. How's, how's the greeting? He'll say every single bleeping time, in all caps he wrote, how about them Dodgers? <laughs> I know it infuriates me, and I just laugh it off, but it's literally every time I see him. <laughs> I'm so annoyed, I'm considering telling him to knock it off. Chris, what would you do? What do I tell you every day you talk to, about, to me about your 49ers? Knock no, it off. somehow. Knock it off. <laughs> so tell the guy to him? knock it off. I, you yeah, need I to think be I... friends with this guy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just because he moved in, you don't have to welcome him to the neighborhood with open arms. If he's not somebody you're going to get along with and he's a diehard Dodger fan and you can't deal with that, just walk in the other direction. Avoid him. I, I you know, or, or just nod and go, yeah, all right, you're hilarious and move on. I, I you know, or, or wait till the season starts and the Padres hopefully get a couple of wins and then you can, you can, uh, you can get uh, the best of him, but yeah, I don't think yeah. there's a whole lot you can do here. You can't control where people move, unfortunately. No, no, but this guy does sound really annoying. Tony, what would you do? What's the question again? What would you do? On <laughs> if a Dodgers fan moved? Oh in? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what would I do? I, I would. I wouldn't do anything. You I, just wouldn't I, say anything. I, I would ignore. Him. I would ignore like him. Like, if he says, how about them Dodgers? You just don't say anything? Maybe he takes the hand. I'd say something slick, like, how about them? And, like, <laughs> move, keep it moving. Like, I, I'm yeah, not going to give him the energy that he's searching for in asking me that question. I'm going to purposely play it play it like, ah, you know, it's no big deal. It doesn't bother you. You don't right. want to let him see you don't, sweat. Don't let the pods get, up, get the upper hand, though, because I will be... As probably worse. Yeah, if the Dodgers uh, somehow are bad this year, you better believe. I don't even care if they're bad. If the as long as the Padres are beating them, I, I, if I was in this guy's position, Diego's position, I would be. I, you wouldn't be able to deal with me. Oh, the, the sweetest revenge would be would say the Padres be to... beat them in the division, then you get to walk past him and you go, "How about, how about them the Padres? Dodgers?" Or how about them Dodgers? Because they're like missing out on things. No, so no, no, give it right back to them. How about the Padres? Give them right back to them. All yeah, right. Yeah. Diego's hitting, Diego's hitting too close to home with this question yeah. because we deal with you every day. <laughs> Dealing me every day? Yes. Yes, with you every day. What do you mean? Wait, what, is, there, is, there another, is there another person on this show who pops off about their team as often as you do? Uh, Chris huh? Ello? <laughs> yeah, pop right. off Chris about my team. Tony, Tony said him. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all you need to know. I almost get mad at Chris. Because I feel like he doesn't do that for his team That's enough. That's right. I'm the opposite. He's I'm like, sorry? This guy is like the most, what is the word I'm looking for? 
uh, reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time I boasted about the I, I Dolphins? Can't, I can't ever think of it. I can't. Okay. Even I when heard, they were like rolling, they scored seventy points. He was like, "Oh well, we'll see. They're gonna have to beat That's somebody." Right. That's like, That's dude, right. they just put up seventy. All right, fine. That's I will. I will drop my okay, comment yeah. from the from the court, everybody. All right, uh, that's it for sports court. And we get back. We're going to hear from Scott Miller. He had all of the uh, thoughts about free agency and what's going on this off season. That'll be up next on ninety seven three. The fan. Am I healthy? Yeah, I'd say so. I take vitamins. Get a flu shot. In the Honesty Palace Studios, 97.3 The Fan, Scraby here with you. Scraby Show coming up in 19 minutes, but until then, we are going to hear from Scott Miller. He's going to break down some of the free agency. He's going to also talk about deferrals and whether or not players actually want deferrals. And all of that is coming right after traffic. Without further ado, let me bring on Scott Miller. Scott, how are you, man? How are you? It's been a while since we speak, since we spoke. Excuse me. It has been. Happy New Year, Tony. Hope you're well. I hope everything's great. Matt, happy New Year to you and to all the listeners. Indeed. We appreciate a happy New Year to you as well. Uh, let's start with the Padres. It's been relatively quiet for them this off season. I think we kind of knew that was going to be the case when the reports came out that they were going to you know, have to cut payroll a little bit from where it was last year. But all in all, given where they are, there's still some holes to fill um, how have you assessed their, their off season to this point? Yeah. I mean, they're like team mystery in the majors, right? I mean, you know, they, we knew they were going to have cut payroll you know, they haven't said exactly how much, um, uh, with, you know, the uh, tragic passing of Peter Seidler, um, you know, we don't know exactly, uh, the direction of the team. I know Eric could send a, you know, Sadler's business partner is, is uh, the controlling owner, but uh, you know, there's not much information about him. We, you know, you, you go, as you know, Tony, you go in this game on track records, yeah. whether it's guys on the field, you look at the numbers year after year, um, whether it's the guy leading baseball operations in the front office, like AJ Preller, we have a track record, right? We know he's in on everything. He's aggressive. He's creative. He figures out ways to get talent here. But we don't have a track record anymore uh, right now as we speak for ownership and the direction they're going to go. We yeah. know, like you said, we know where they're going to cut some costs. Um, it, you know, so I, th- I call, I, I refer to the Padres as team mystery this winter because of everything I just said, and we don't know for sure about ownership and, and where they're going to leave the team. And, as a result, um, you know, they signed Yuki Matsui, the closer from Japan. Yeah. Uh, Wu Suk Go, uh, who was a closer in Korea. And same thing. These two are going to come in with covered in mystery, right? We know Matsui's, both of them have really good numbers, but, you know, it's a big transition from the, the Japanese league to the. We making a comeback? Yes, we're making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? My bad on this end. I had my AirPods in, and they might be running low on batteries. So uh, this is direct connection now. So let's. Um, so anyway, yeah. And the mystery, the mysteriousness of uh, you know bringing in you know two of your key relievers from Japan and Korea. You know, there's gonna there's Isaac gonna adapt to the uh, adaptation to the new league. So you know, I think there's still a lot to like for the Padres. Um, you know, I know I might be in the minority, but I, I think trading Juan Soto was a good move. I, to me, he was he's the most overrated superstar I've seen in a long time. 
I think getting the pitchers back, like, uh, uh, you know, Michael King and Randy Vasquez, you know, they've got to get some starting pitching behind Musgrove and Darvish. And, uh, you know, they've at least got some names from that perspective. Talking to Scott Miller, New York Times here on uh... – uh, Gwen and Chris, I forgot Get the name of our show, man. I did for a second. There. I know you've been doing the Scraby no. show the last couple of days, but you know, you've been no. on Gwen and Chris for a while. Yes, yes, I have six years to be exact, but he's joining us on Gwen and Chris. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You talked about Juan Soto being traded, but Hassan Kim has been a huge, um, he, he's been a name that has been bantied about here recently about trading him. I, I, I think we don't personally feel like they should trade him right now, but what are your thoughts on trading Hassan Kim? Yeah, I mean, he's really, arguably, he was the most valuable player of the team last year, right? So I'd be careful there. Um, you know, I think he's a couple years into his major league career, he's gotten better and better. I like his energy. I mean, on a team that underachieved last year and and oftentimes looked, uh, you know, uh, like they were kind of dead in the water, uh, you know, Hassan Kim bring, brought energy. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know it gets a little dicey. He gets more expensive. I mean, you know, he signed for this year. And then uh, 2025, there's a $8 million mutual team and player option. Um, you know, $8 million this year and then and then the $8 million option for 25. Uh, so theoretically, depending on how much the payroll must continue to be cut, um, we know Bogarts and Machado and Tatis, those guys are going to get more and more expensive and, and they're here long term. So, you know, I wouldn't trade Kim in a minute um, unless you look, you're looking ahead and you're like, we're not even going to be able to afford that eight million option for 2025. I mean, if, if internally you're making that decision, you know, then I think you probably have to look at trading him, but whether they're, you know, going to make that decision internally or not who knows only the Padres are going to know you know what the future with him holds but yeah I'd be very wary of trading Kim just because um you know he just he's that spark plug to me man he's the igniter yeah I mean listen I think outside of guys named Machado Tatis Bogarts Darvish Musgrove he probably has the most value but as, as yep. Scott mentioned uh, he was the he was the spark plug for for this ball club in in a lot of ways last year. Scott Miller joins us here, New York Times and and Scott. Let me ask you because um, this off season has been um, high frequency in terms of the dollars spent, and I thought after coming out of the the collective bargaining agreement where you saw all those deals, you start to you feel like you start to see it come to level out at some point, but. It still feels like price tags are pretty high across the board uh, in free agency once again. It does. It, it you know I've been surprised by some of this. I mean, you know, even projections for you know, and I know he's in a different league than everybody else, right? But Shohei Otani projections for him during the summer were like, you know, he'll probably get a five hundred million dollar contract, uh, maybe a little bit north of that. But you know, he when 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 the smoke cleared, he got seven hundred. I know a lot of it was deferred, <laughs> right. but I mean. Yeah, so, so so for the top tier guys, the, the the money's been there, but it's interesting that uh, it's just you know we talked about the Padres being slow, having a slow winter, but you know they're they're not the only ones. I mean, you know, uh, once I know a lot of people were waiting for Otani, but you know, and and, and Yamamoto, 
But yeah, I mean, you've still got the Cy Young winner from this year, Blake Snell, is yeah. sitting out there, and you know that's been really quiet. Josh Hader, really quiet. Cody Bellinger coming off a really nice comeback here with Cubs last year. Been crickets around Cody Bellinger. Matt Chapman, um, you know, he's just thirty and and still in the in his prime, and and you know, good year, good past couple years with Toronto, and and that's been quiet too. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done when when you figure spring training really is starting to come into view in about just over a month. There's a lot yeah. of guys out there still, and there's a lot of, like, marquee impact players still out there. I'm, I'm curious, Scott, is, is, is Chapman a Boris guy? Um, that is a good question. Because it makes I, sense that, that Snell and Bell are waiting because they're those are both Boris guys who you know Boris usually he, he'll wait he'll wait you out and I, I've been surprised by how you know even here at January 10th Blake Snell it hasn't even seemed like the field has narrowed at all and Chapman it's yes uh, Scraby Boris no, you're right. Chapman's Chapman is a Boris yep. guy so I yeah. mean it, it's 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 kind of crazy to me that the amount of money Yamamoto got hadn't pitched in the big leagues over here yet at this point, but Blake Snell, right. two-time Cy Young award, still waiting on that January uh, here on January tenth. Now I, I asked a couple of days ago we had so we had Alden Gonzalez and I asked him did he think Yamamoto's number has slowed the process down because as you mentioned in the same way Otani, no one predicted Yamamoto was going to get three hundred plus million dollars, but no. do you think that slowed Snell's you know I t- do process down. Yeah, yeah, I do, and you know, especially because again, you know, you mentioned some of these holdouts are Boris guys, and you know, he'll take them right up to the end of right before spring training, and he's he's going to get the top dollar and get you know out of everybody, and and um, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that some of the money you know being given, especially to Yamamoto, um, you know, you look at, you know, if I'm representing, you know, if I'm Scott Boris, I look at Snell, and I'm like. You know, look, this yeah. guy's won two Cy Young awards. You know, and he's done it in the major leagues, and he's done it for winning teams. He, he helped Tampa Bay get to the World Series in 2020. He helped the Padres get to the NLCS in in in, in 2022. And um, you know, this this guy's again. We start out this conversation by talking about track records, right? And this guy's got a proven. He's a proven commodity. He's got a proven track record. And you know, Yamamoto hasn't thrown pitch one in the major leagues so far. So. I, I do think um, that has slowed things down some for the st- in the starting pitching market. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Talking to Scott Miller, New York Times here on Gwyn and Chris. Tony, 97.3, the fan remembered this time. I'm not going to complain about deferrals. Uh, I've already done enough of complaining about deferrals. I know the Dodgers didn't do anything wrong. But what I want to know is if you have any indication or if you've talked to people about whether or not players are are, are if they're deferral friendly or if they come in and a team the player has to bring it up to the team do you know how that goes down um you know most guys want their money up front that's what um, i said yeah 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 they don't want it delayed deferred i mean the only way you're going to get it deferred or or if 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 you're a player the biggest the only incentive to get deferred money is if it's with significant interest, right? Like if I'm getting my money uh, backloaded over the next 10 years, you know, I want in year six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, 
you know, I, I don't want that in today's dollars. It's like, look, if you're going to hold out on the money, you're going to make the interest. Uh, you know, you're, that money's going to grow for you, yeah. uh, Los Angeles Dodgers or, or New York Yankees or whoever you are, there, that I shouldn't get shorted when you give me the money you agreed to give me like eight years from now. You know, you need to, you know, make the adjustments for the cost of living adjustments and the interest adjustments and all that. So um, I don't see deferrals becoming a huge thing um, unless just under special circumstances. And obviously Otani's one. And, you know, as Nezbolelo, his agent said, you know, he may only be getting $2 million a year for the next several years while he defers, you know, all that gazillion dollars. But, you know, Bilello made that important point. This is also a guy that's going to, he's going to be getting 40 to $50 million in endorsements Off the field, yeah. every year too. Yeah. So, it's not like he's getting two million, and then, and then the rest of it's all coming ten years from now, and he's, you know, he's going to be short. I mean, Otani, I don't think you can really compare, and and yeah, it was benevolent of him to, you know, if you believe, you know, all parties concerned, there it was Otani's idea to defer the money because he wants to win. He's always wanted to win. He's like, look, if I defer some of my money, I'm going to get the endorsements anyway, and 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 you know, I defer money and that means the Dodgers can buy more players right now to help us win. Um, most players aren't in that situation. No. Um, you know, the only ones I'd say are, you know, your, your, your top tier superstar players, you know, um, you know, like Blake Snell's made him, you know, his millions. He, I'm not saying he's going to be all happy about deferred money, but you know, you'd have to be even take like Manny Machado, right. Guys that, already made their first giant contract and now they're signing their second giant contract or an extension of that. Um, I, I think those, those are going to be the, and, and I'm not even saying Machado will be interested in deferred money, but I'm saying those, that's the type of player that I think would agree to the deferred money or be amenable to it. And I don't think there are that many of those guys around. I, I certainly agree. There's a reason why we don't hear about deferrals all that often. Cause guys, they want their money pronto. Uh, Scott, appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a while. We're going to do this again here soon. Sounds good. Look forward to it guys. Take care. Thanks to Scott Miller of the New York times for joining us a little bit earlier to talk about all that deferral stuff. And I mean, I, I would want my money up front too. I would want my money up front, too. That's it for Gwen and Chris. They're going to be back tomorrow, and I am going to be back with you here in about four minutes. The Scraby Show starts next, 97.3 The Fan.